The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast. We are today going to be talking about week two of our Raising Kids Sermon Series, Showing, Teaching, and Training. I'm Scott Reiner, Kids Pastor here at Providence. I am joined by our student pastor, again, Jarek Oxendine. Jarek, what is your middle name? Ethan. My middle name is Ethan. So Jarek Ethan Oxendine. J-E-O. J-E-O. I didn't know that. Yeah, my sister was J. Jennifer, uh, Jana. Lee Oxendine, J-Lo. So J-Lo. Oh, that's a lot cooler. I don't know why my parents wanted to have both J names, but that's what we did. Yeah. J-O. Yep. I should call you that from now on. Ethan, no. Or J-O. J-O. I'll call you J-O. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And then we also got with us Discipleship Pastor Daniel Savage. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Yeah. Daniel, if you were to take Amy out on a nice date, <laughs> what restaurant would you take her to? Like, what would that look like? And we're going to follow up with Amy to make sure you do this. Mm. A nice date? Well, like, you, you guys get to go out together. You know, Jarek and Brittany, you decide to go watch your kids for you. Yeah, we would love so, to, Daniel. Probably <laughs> some sort of Mexican food. Maybe Gonza's. Okay. Mm. We, I, yeah, we're both big Mexican food fans. Okay. There's one in Cary, right? There is one in Cary, yeah. I've, I learned that recently. Yeah, we like Gonza. So we'll set yeah. a date, Daniel. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you guys for doing that for us. You're welcome. <laughs> cool. So today we are going to be talking about a sermon series, this Raising Kids sermon series, uh, sermon two. If you missed the sermon, you can go to pray.org and check it out. Brian preached from Ephesians 6, 4, which I'll read for us in a minute. And the sermon was titled Showing, Teaching, and Training. And we're going to do exactly what we did uh, with our last episode and just kind of walk through and unpack some things that stuck stuck out to us about the sermon and just dialogue about them and hope it's an encouragement to you guys. So Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And he just kind of walked through and unpacked these three ideas of showing, teaching, and training and how each one of them is such an important aspect of what it means to be a disciple-making parent in the home, leading your kids to to love Jesus and follow God. And um, so one of the things that really stuck out to me as I was processing this sermon, like I'm sitting there being like, man, this is a lot of good stuff. I've you know lived in this world, family ministry over the last 10 years, have three young kids. So like read a lot of stuff about this and, you know, I've heard a lot of sermons about these things and I hear all this stuff and I'm like, man, this is really, really good stuff. And I want to do all of it. And then a lot of times, you know, you leave the worship center, you go home and reality hits of how hard it actually is to show, teach and train your kids, how hard it actually is to, to discipline them rightly and correctly and, age appropriately. And he talked about, you know, focusing on each individual child is different and how they need to be disciplined different and parented differently and love differently, like all these different things. It's really fun and exciting when you hear it and then to actually go do it. It's just really, really hard. So I don't know if you guys have experienced that. And so one of the things that we hope to do in doing these podcast episodes is just trying to talk through these things and have other people in our lives to say, Hey, how do you make sense of this? How do you actually discipline a 70 year old who has these issues or like, there's just not one size that fits all for everything. And so you need help to have people process it through. So one of our hopes as we process through and dialogue about some of these things is encouragement for you guys as our church family, as you listen to this to say, 
do I have people in my life to talk about these hard conversations and hard topics with? Are the people in my life group, are we actually talking about this stuff? Do I have a community around me to do that? Um, to talk about these things. And so that's kind of what we're hoping to model by doing these podcast episodes like this. Um, so that's what stuck out to me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's good. Cause um, again, I've said this before, but Brittany and I, as we're adjusting to be a new parents, the five month old, um, it's really cool to see as we commission the seniors on Sunday that these parents who have had their child in the home with it, 18 years, you know, we can now come to them and seek wisdom from like, Hey, how did you parent in this season of life, this stage? Um, and to get godly wisdom from them and for them to share their successes, their failures. Um, but also just being a learning curve of, you know, we're entrusted to be Abby Grace's parents by the Lord, but we also have the church family to reach out and, and to receive encouragement and sharpen and refinement from, which I think is just always needed. Um, Cause like you said, sometimes we talk about it, but then the action of actually parenting um, can be become hard and weary. And we've seen that just within five months. So imagine 18 years. Mm-hmm. So we need the help. Yeah. I think, um, you know, having community around you, having other parents to help um, is key because you're, you're talking about how complicated this task is and how many different facets uh, there are to it. And just um, you think about training and discipline, you think about different personalities and age appropriateness and different struggles your kids are going to go through. And, and then you add on top of that, uh, the idea that every stage of parenting is brand new. And so I'm, I'm parenting. I've been parenting for 13 years now, and I'm only now for the first time parenting a 13, 11 and nine year old. I've never done that before. And so it's new and it's different, even though I've been doing this a while, uh, it continues to change on me. Um, and so that, that's been a really sweet, valuable, uh, piece of the community is that I'm able to ask another parent who's just a little bit ahead of me, or who has a child that struggles with something that my child is struggling with? How did you handle that? What did you do? What what, um, what were some of the things that you did that you saw fruit? And um, and and just in getting their perspective on you know that's a season. It's going to last for a little while. It, it's not going to be here forever. Here's how you can kind of weather that storm. Those those kinds of things have been invaluable for us as parents. Yeah, that's good. I think um, he referenced Brian referenced First Thessalonians two in the sermon about just the idea of parenting is sharing your own life. Like not only do we want to share the gospel as Paul says to the Thessalonians, but we want to share our own life and just the struggle of how exhausting it is to share your own life. So that makes you make you feel very isolated and lonely. And so just having a support system just to say like, Hey, life is hard. And some of the times the biggest encouragement for me is walking with people in the same stage that I am. It's just like, I don't know what I'm doing and this is really hard and it's been a hard day. And all they say is I'm right there with you. And there's just an encouragement even of saying, hey, we're in this together and we're going to lean on God's grace and, you know, pray for, for wisdom and what to do and how to handle this. But just knowing you're not alone um, and none of us are alone, even though a lot of times we can feel alone in our parenting. Like the truth is we're never alone. And that's one of the beauty, beautiful, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. One of the, <laughs> one of the beautiful <laughs> things about the body of Christ is that we're, we're in this together and we're a, a family and a people who are who are on this journey of sanctification and parenting together. And that's what our family discipleship team is here for to, to encourage one another in Jarek. What is something Jarek, Ethan, 
what is something that stuck out to you that uh, you want to process through? Yeah, so I I wrote down, um, well, first the examination of, hey, what are things that uh, maybe that as Brittany and I are, are still adjusting to being parents of what are things that we're doing that is showing teaching and training and maybe things that we might do because Brian talked about provoking and anger, which the verse says. Um, but I loved how he brought it. His third point, um, the opposite of stirring anger and building mistrust and hatred um, was to really hone into bringing them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so Brian said, Hey, if there's been times um, or just to focus on this, he's saying uh, for us to say to our children that we're for them, we're in their arc, we're in their corner, we're here to um, to encourage them and, and to grow up and to have this nourishment and taking the time to listen, to show them, to teach them, train them. And I think that was something that um, it's, it kind of gives me just a, a just to examine my own heart and to examine like, okay, what are the steps that we're going to take in these amount of years that the Lord is going to give us to be her parent? Um, and how are we going to bring, how are we going to actually give instruction and discipline um, to Abby. And so I, I highlighted the questions that he mentioned when he talked about, Hey, for instruction, um, what are the questions that we should be asking? Um, and he said for each stage, we should focus on these questions. Who is God? Who are we? And how do we live in this world? And so I, I summarize that by thinking of, of, you know, identity and purpose as being really crucial and key for teaching the next generation so that they would grow up in the Lord and not depart from as Proverbs 22, six. And that's a hope. Um, but Brian started the sermon off saying that, you know, when we look in society and we see these society ills and low self-esteem and many kids are hanging on by a string. And to me, I think that's identity crisis. I think that's where the lack of showing teaching and training has not been set in place. And so for me and Brittany, it's like, okay, how do we make sure that is something that's ingrained into our family that we are passing on? Hey, who is the Lord? Who are you? And how do you live in this world? Specifically that's broken, but how has Jesus restored? And so I think um, Proverbs 29 on the opposite of not giving training, Proverbs 29, 15 says a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Meaning that if we're not training, there is going to be some type of influence and impact that is going to happen, whether it's from the culture or from other narratives and truths that our kids might hear. But how are we walking through that, navigating each step to make sure that we are bringing them up in the Lord so that, Lord willing, they would walk in the Lord um, and continue to be lifelong followers of Jesus Christ, even after they're out of our home and from under our authority. And then one day they'll, you know, we think about Abby Grace having her own family. And then how would they um, kind of repeat what we've shown and trained them. And so I think that's just so valuable and crucial for parents to see how you are so instrumental and so impactful in the life of your child and don't waste the years. And there has to be encouragement there, but don't waste those years of what has been entrusted to you and making sure that they will follow the Lord um, in the way that you're uh, teaching, showing, training. I know we keep going back to that phrase, but it's so valuable. Yeah, Brian had some really practical um, advice too on how to do that. When you think about training, that you know there there was um, he talked about, and we could we could talk about both of these things probably. But he talked about training in unplanned and planned moments. But he also just talked about how the the nature of this training and instruction is going to change over time, um, and that 
is um, that's really practical advice that um, as your kids grow and change, not only are they, they going to change and their needs going to change, um, but just your ability to speak into them that morphs and changes. And so um, your schedules change um, you, when you even you're thinking about those planned moments. Uh, th- those planned moments look different for us now than they did when our kids were preschoolers. And so we, we have to take advantage of different times and uh, different opportunities. And I think, you know, early on uh, in parenting, I was, um, I-, I wasn't as flexible as I needed to be. I was sort of set on, Hey, this is what we do and this is how we do it. And then our, I, I found, you know, I was constantly getting frustrated because those plans were getting sidetracked or it wasn't the right time of day and we weren't very consistent. And um, in the end, I I caused a lot of frustration that I didn't need to just because I wasn't aware of the idea that, Hey, this is the priority and I need to do it, but I don't, there's not one way to do this. I need to adapt to what phase we're in in life and what the kids are doing and what their schedules are and when they listen best and when they receive instruction best and, um, and, and adapt to that. So I think there was a lot of practical in there too, on how to do that. Yeah. Two things that I think about one, I think it's from Jen Wilkin. She talks about when your kids are really young, we talked about this in the parenting class last week that your kids are really young. You want high frequency and low depth in what kind of instruction you're giving them. So you're just trying to say the same things over and over and over again. This is why we have our Providence kids catechism. The depth is, is low. It's basic foundational, but high frequency. And then as your kids get older, which I've not experienced personally, but the frequency is less, but the depth is deeper. So it's lower frequency and higher depth. And you're not going to have to talk to them as much, but when you do talk to them, you're going to say more than just what is the Bible, God's word. You're actually going to have to dig into the Bible and talk about it. But when your kid's three, you just want them to know that the Bible is God's word. And so I think that kind of clarifies some of this different seasons changing. I think personally, the thing I, I think about is, and you guys know this about me, that I'm a huge planner. So unplanned moments of discipleship are really, really hard for me. And so as much as I can, I try to plan for the unplanned moments because I just have to, because if I don't, I'm just going to fail at them. And so I think those three questions he gave are just really, really good to know, okay, every opportunity I have, I'm going to go into this car ride. I'm going to go into our time at the playground or whatever it is. And I'm going to think about, Hey, how can I talk about who is God? Who are we? And how do we live in his world? Um, and so some of you guys probably know one of the other things that we have is part of our family discipleship pathways, these six big truths, which we finally got hung up in our kids check-in, which hopefully people have noticed by now. I think they look cool. Um, these six big truths. Very rejo- cool. Very cool. Oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so these six big truths, rejoice in God's greatness and trust God's son and listen to God's word and love God's people and pursue God's mission and walk in God's ways. Like these are six big buckets of truth to think about different categories to constantly be reminding our kids are. Um, so think about these three questions, think about these six big truths. Um, and for me, I need a plan to talk about those things in the unplanned moments. That's good. All right, Daniel, before you go to Gonza, what is something that stuck out to you? Um, one thing that really stuck out to me, um, in this first point, he was talking about submitting to your child's needs out of reverence for Christ. And it was really the back half of that, that, uh, struck me as foundational and encouraging that, um, that I would 
submit to my child's needs. In other words, I'm laying my life down for them to serve them and to meet their needs. Um, and I'm doing that out of reverence for Christ. So, um, if you've been parenting for any amount of time, you know, you, you, you know, that there's a certain amount of motivation that you can draw up on your own because you love your kid, uh, because it's the right thing to do. You feel a sense of responsibility, but, um, it doesn't take too long, uh, before you experience a time when your whatever motivation you had personally runs out um, and there's still a depth of service and need that's there that you just don't want to do. And um, it it's, can be personally frustrating. It can, you know, trample on your own sort of uh, personal idols or whatever the case is. But, but that, um, that motivation that he gives there out of reverence for Christ, that is the fuel that I think parents need. We need, um, to, that's going to, that's going to drive us over the finish line when it comes to dying to ourselves, loving our kids, the way that we're called to love them is, is to do it through reverence for Christ. So in other words, revering, um, what he has done, how he has served us, uh, considering that, um, meditating on it. And uh, letting that be the the motivation and the fuel that drives us to lay our lives down for our kids. So uh, I'm curious what you guys think about that, just how you've had to draw on that as parents and ways that you've tried to stay fresh in the gospel as you're, as you're trying to parent. He, he alluded to it in the sermon a little bit, just the reminder that Ephesians six is at the end of this entire letter and one of the things that was really eye-opening to me the first time I heard this, the way most of Paul's letters are written, is the first half or the first section is is about who Jesus is, what the gospel is, and then the second half in most of his letters is more things like this, parenting and marriage and walking with Jesus. And uh, so the phrase that commentators use a lot is that we have to ground our gospel imperatives in gospel indicatives. So gospel indicatives is Ephesians 1, 2, and 3 this is who Jesus is. And then Ephesians four, five, and six in light of who Jesus is and what he has done in giving us new life. This is then how you should live. And so just this context of Ephesians six and children obey your parents and fathers do not provoke your children to anger. Like you're saying, like we don't just read that verse and say, yep, okay, I'm a father. I'm not going to provoke my children to anger. Like we, we can't do that. We can't do that apart from that identity of Ephesians one, two, and three. And so like even the the idea of the New Testament was delivered orally and these people are sitting there and they're hearing this whole letter read to them, like they're, by the time they're getting to this part, it's because they've already gotten to the rest. And I think a lot of times in our parenting, we skip over the Ephesians one, two, and three and jump right into this. And you're just going to get frustration and burnout if you try to do that because none of us can do it rightly. We need that re reorientation of who we are in Christ and Apart from him, we can do nothing. Um, so we have to constantly remind ourselves of that as we talk about. Yeah, and I, I think it's just um, refreshing to think about because as you mentioned, we've already mentioned before, like the failures and mistakes that we will make as parents um, and how the gospel, hey, it shows us our sin, um, and but it also shows us grace. It reminds us of hope. It reminds us of what Jesus has done for us and how that can constantly motivate us because um, I know the times where, you know, it, Brian said at the end where he gives personal stories of like, hey, there are times where my children felt like burdens versus a blessing. And it's like, 
and I know I failed and I had to ask for forgiveness from my sons. Um, and it's like, man, there's going to be many times I know that I've already experienced that with Abby Grace. And we've talked about like sin in my own heart that has been uncovered um, through just being a parent in, in five months. And so imagine that over a lifetime. But that's why it's so good to be reminded that we're imperfect people. But we have a perfect Savior uh, and setting our eyes and fixing our eyes on him. Um, and continue to run to him and remember him um, so that there is a refueling, reorienting, like you said, um, to keep running this race of parenting with endurance. That's good. I mean, it, so that's a good reminder that the gospel is not only the motivation to love our kids, but it's also the balm that we need when we fail ourselves, you know, because as a, you know, someone who is um, preaching occasionally, um, there's a couple of things that I preach about that I'm like immediately aware that uh, people already feel guilty. Um, so like prayer, uh, sharing your faith and parenting that like those three areas, I know that if I'm going to touch on those that, you know, cause we, here we are, we're talking about training your kids and the vital importance of it. And the reality is, if, you know, the parents that are listening to this already know that they already know that it's hugely important that there's so much riding on it. And they feel this incredible weight and burden of, I've got to get this right. Um, and in reality, um, we do need to get it right. We do need to strive towards it, but we have to do that with a balanced uh, look towards grace that God has been gracious with us. He's going to be gracious with our kids. Um, and we can strive towards faithfulness, empowered by the spirit, leaning on the gospel, knowing that we're going to fail, and, but that's okay. We can get back up. That Tomorrow's a new day. I haven't been as consistent as I wish that I had been, but I can be more consistent starting tomorrow and I can pick up the mantle and start again. And I can continue to strive and labor with his energy working in me um, and, and, and lean on that grace that he has supplied. Amen. That's good. One um, practical way to do this. I've shared it with you and uh, this happened in my D group. Shout out to, to D groups at Providence. Uh, we read through <laughs> gentle and lowly last year it's a, a book just about who Jesus is. He's a gentle and lowly and I'm reading this book and it's just about who Jesus is. And one of the takeaways from it is, man, this book changed my parenting because I kept reading who Jesus is. And I was like, I am not this way. And we are called to be conformed to the image and likeness of Christ. And as I was reading more and more about this, of Jesus's gentleness and lowliness and my natural disposition towards anger when it comes to discipline and parenting, like that book just it made me be able to do these things more practically. Like a lot of times I think we talk about like, well, I'll just look to Jesus and remember the gospel. And that's very true. Like how does that then manifest itself in your heart changing and specifically in this area of parenting? And so for me that, that was true. And so if you have not read gentle and lonely, I would love to, you can email Jarek Ethan Oxendine Jarek and Ethan. we would love to connect you to a free copy of that book. We have some to give away and uh, if that would serve you as it served me, uh, that's one thing I would point you to. It's good. That's an invalid address. Just so you know, <laughs> they, they can figure it out. I just, Ethan, I got to remember that or I'll forget. Well, thank you guys for joining us a uh, week two of raising kids. We'll be back at it these next few weeks to keep dialoguing about this sermon series. There's a couple more installments of it, uh, two more, and we'll process through them together. And like we said, find some other people in your community and encourage you to process through these things along with them. But 
Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.